Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, hello. Happy Monday to all. I am Matt Williamson. You've probably figured that out by now. And we have minicamp on the horizon. I will be broadcasting down there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Hoping that ramps up. Ah, who knows that ramps up. OTAs are pretty pretty spirited and impressive. So we'll maybe get a, three, a little more out of these three coming up. I'll do my best to give you some insights of what I see. But I'm going to do a fun one today. And going to take the, uh, the chance to cross-pollinate a little bit because... I have hosted a podcast on the Locked On Network now. I was their original NFL host. And the show is now called Peacock and Williamson. And Brian Peacock is my co-host. He's the host of Locked On 49ers. I obviously have a massive Steelers background, but it's an NFL across the entire NFL show. Does well. We get a lot of good reviews, a lot of the same stuff you and I chat about, but league-wide. And frankly... We get a little bit of blowback that we talk a little too much Niners and Steelers, which you probably wouldn't mind all that much either. And they're very popular organizations, of course. So why I mentioned that, though, is we have a series going that's been really fun, is we just recorded the AFC is now in the books. We have four episodes up. And what we're doing is going division by division and making a super team. Like, we don't care about contract. We need to build a team right now to win. Who do we want on our team from the division? You take one tight end, one quarterback, two defensive tackles, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought I would share our choices on the AFC North. And obviously it's a very good division. You know, like going through the the entire AFC, you go through the AFC South and be like, boy, this isn't much of a super team. But there was a lot of high quality players to pick from. And the Steelers aren't greatly represented. I mean, we have 11 offensive players, 11 defensive players, but I will say the Steelers had a lot of just miss and their depth showed up in this conversation. So you might enjoy going back, listening to that episode. It's a full half hour. It's probably like 40 minutes of us going back and forth, how to build this team. But I'm going to give you a quick summary here and not a lot of debate at quarterback. Obviously, Kenny was not in the equation. Frankly, Watson was not in the equation either. It came down to Burrow versus Lamar. And consensusly, we both took Burrow. And Lamar, to me, is a top six or seven quarterback out there. But Burrow's a top two or three quarterback out there. So Burrow's the clear choice at quarterback in the North. I'm going to take one running back. Um, and it's Nick Chubb. I think he's probably the best ball carrier in the league. I mean, he's perfect for 1985 football. But Mixon, 
Najee, Dobbins, they're all good runners up. You know, I mean, it's it's a good running back division, but I do think Chubb stands alone. I think Jamar Chase also stands alone as the best wide receiver in the division. And it's not even particularly close, to be honest with you. And his teammate, T. Higgins, is the second best receiver in the division. So those were our top two receivers. And then it came down to who's number three, you know. It was Amari Cooper got a lot of consideration. The Ravens guys got thrown out there. What's Odell right now at this stage of the game? How about Pickens? Boy, what could he become, you know? And we settled on Deontay Johnson. And I pushed strongly for Deontay, basically just saying, this guy's always open. I know his stats weren't remarkable last year and there were some concerns, but I definitely would take Deontay right now to win this year over Pickens, over Odell, over Bateman, over Amari, but it's a good wide receiver division. It's also a good tight end division. Like Najoku and Fryermuth are two of my favorites, and I think both of them are getting better and better, but it has to be Mark Andrews, right? I mean, he's probably the second best tight end in the league, especially from a receiving standpoint behind Kelsey right now. So again, we've gone all the skill guys and only one stealer in the mix. And to pull back the curtain of the entire starting offense, Deontay's the only stealer that got the nod. So the offensive line, center wasn't real strong. I mean, Posick had a good year for the Browns last year, but kind of a so-so backstory, you know, career to that point. I don't think you can consider Mason Cole for that honor. I mean, he's fine, but I mean, if he's a super team center, you're in trouble. Um, we went with Tyler Linderbaum, who <sighs> – Still struggles with power, but you understand why he was a first-round pick. Struggled early in his rookie season, but got better and better and better as the season went on. So that's promising. Some of these young dudes, if the second half of the season, a la Kenny Pickett, was a lot better than the first, they get the nod because at least they look like they're getting their feet under them. I think that's the case with Linderbaum. But of our starters on offense, that's probably the position I feel weakest about in the AFC North. The guards, I made sure I said this on the podcast, but I think the Steelers starting guards, Solmalu and Daniels, are about as any is about as good as any in the league. I mean, they're, they're one of the top guard units in the entire league. But it just so happens the guard tandem in Cleveland, Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio, is the best guard tandem in the league. And I would take both those guys slightly over either Steeler. So... We went with both Browns as our starting guards and felt very comfortable about it. And Batonio, I don't know if you guys care or that concerned about it, but he's a star. I mean, Joel Batonio is a top three or four guard in this entire league. Doesn't get mentioned in that light all that often. Right tackle wasn't easy and is kind of weak. I didn't think Chooks was strong enough to, to win that battle. Um, it came down to Morgan Moses from the Ravens. Very reliable Jack Conklin from the Browns. We basically flipped a coin between those two. And um, William Jonah Williams goes from left tackle to right tackle in Cincinnati, but he wasn't great at left tackle either. Now he's playing a new position. We ended up with Conklin, but center and right tackle weren't ideal for this exercise. I mean, not, not a great group. Left tackle's a little different. Like my co-host Brian even threw out, what if we put Jones at left tackle? Steelers first round pick. I said, yeah, but we're trying to win right this minute. You know, like 
how I said it, we ended up, we settled on Orlando Brown, you know, who is now a Bengal, formerly a Raven, formerly a Chief, humongous. And I said, Orlando Brown to me is one of the most overrated tackles in the league, but that doesn't mean he stinks. Um, Wills from the Browns was certainly considered. It should be Stanley from the, the Ravens. I mean, he's the best player on his best day, but he's ever since that ankle injury before the Steeler game or during the Steeler game, he just has not been the same. So Stan, it's a, a sad story, but Stanley should be the guy. We settled on Orlando Brown. But on a Steelers note, what I said was if all three teams called me as the commissioner of the Steelers and said, we'll give you any of our left tackles straight up for Jones, would you take it? And I said, no, I'd rather roll the dice on what he can become. But right this second, in order to field a super team two months from now, I can't put him in there as my starting left tackle. So a lot of near misses for the Steelers on offense, but Deontay was the only offensive guy in our starting 11. I'll be back here with the defense in a moment. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So start with the big guys on defense. It is not a tremendous defensive tackle division. Matabuke is a better player than you think for the Ravens. They signed Tomlinson in Cleveland, who's going to be a big upgrade for them. But Cam Hayward's a slam dunk interior player. I mean, he's the best interior player in the division. And you guys might not understand how good he is, but DJ Reader in Cincinnati is also a tremendous player. He's more nose than Cam is, but their defense, not quite in a TJ Watt level, but if you look at their production and numbers and yards allowed and things like that, when he's on the field versus off, it's night and day. He's a tremendous football player. So Reader and Hayward were our D tackles and felt very confident about that. Felt even more confident about the edge guys. I mean, it's TJ and it's Miles Garrett, and that's as good as it gets. You know, I, I think we've had this conversation that I think the best edge players on the planet right now are these two. Max Crosby, who doesn't always get lumped in with those dudes, Nick Bosa, and Parsons with the Cowboys. So this division has two of them. Boom, throw them in there. Tremendous. You know, a guy like Trey Hendrickson would have made a lot of super teams for the division. Hubbard's not a bad player. Browns now have some dudes opposite Miles Garrett, including Zadarius Smith. None of them can sniff it, though. I mean, you're not going to beat out Watt and Miles Garrett. So you're out of luck. So that's two Steelers on defense already, both on the front line, of course. So if we go off the ball linebacker, we only took two of these because we're going to take five defensive backs. It's not a great off the ball linebacker division. I mean, outside of Roquan Smith, who's clearly number one, he's hitting his stride. He's, to me, a top five true linebacker. Ravens gave up a lot for him, including payment as well as draft picks. But he is clearly the best linebacker in this division. 
After that, we were kind of reaching, to be honest with you. I kind of lobbied for Wilson or even to a lesser degree, Pratt, both Bengals, both quality players are certainly not Roquan Smith. I don't think you could throw Holcomb in that mix. I mean, you absolutely can't at this point. I mean, the linebackers in, in Cincy are definitely stronger than the Steelers off the ball guys. We went for Jeremiah Wusu koromora though, and maybe that's bonkers. You know, he hasn't done a ton, but he is highly athletic. There's a lot of upside there. Flies around the field. I probably would have rather had Wilson in Cincinnati, but I didn't have a huge problem with it. And hey, it's a group decision and BP liked JOK and I get it because he could be a human, a humongous you know, contributor next year. So the two safeties were also very easy. Minka, boom, plug and play, easy. And clearly the number two safety to me in the division is Marcus Williams from Baltimore. Both Minka and Williams are more free than strong. I don't care. They're both just really, really good, especially Minka. And so the, the the secondary, though, with some of these divisions, we would take three safeties. Sometimes we'd take three corners. We did consider Kyle Hamilton. I mean, he played a ton of slot last year. He would also help out on the second level. He did not get the nod at safety. Delpit's a decent player. I'm kind of excited about Dax Hill, but he wasn't even a starter last year. So we settled on three corners. And... They're not a blow-you-away group. None of them are Steelers. Hopefully, a guy like Joey Porter or even Patrick Peterson could be in this group next year. But we kind of went with the incumbents, the big-name dudes, and Denzel Ward and Marlon Humphrey from the Browns and Ravens, respectively. But both conceded that neither one had a great year, You know that they both need to rebound a little bit. You know They would have been easy decisions a year ago. This year, I was like, eh, that's fine, but it's not exactly Sauce Garter and Jalen Ramsey, who are our corners in the East. You know, like, th- their name value might be a little better than the players coming off this season. And they weren't bad last year. They just weren't great. Warden Humphrey. And then we went with the nickel. Um, Chidobi Awuzie from Cincy. He was injured much of last year, and but he's a good a quality player. I, I couldn't come up with a third corner that I loved. I mean, Newsom with the Browns, eh. you know, the other Raven or other Bengals dudes, they're okay. I prefer a Wouzier. Mike Hilton's not in the conversation, folks. I'd much rather have a Wouzier. Um, The other Ravens dudes are fine. Consider Patrick Peterson. You can't throw Joey Porter Jr. in yet, although we do have rookies on these lists. We didn't on this division, but you know some some of the divisions, we do have a rookie on there. So that's what we ended up with. So we ended up with, in terms of Steelers, Minka, Cam, TJ, Deontay. So of the 22 spots, the Steelers were the worst representative, but there was a lot of runners up in black and gold, you know? So found that interesting. I mean, it's just a fun exercise we're doing in kind of the, the quiet times of the season. And I'm sure there's some of you guys out there going, oh, how do you leave this guy off? I mean, come on, Williamson, give the Steelers more love. So yeah, let me have it. I know it's coming and fine by that, but a pretty good group overall. Strong division is the bottom line. Over and out. Take care.